Hi, it's Aaron. For many listeners of the pod, you know it's been a tough month for us. Last month, Alain passed away. On behalf of the full Critical Nonsense crew and Sylvain as a whole, thank you for the outpouring of love and support. It's been truly remarkable. If you'd like to make a donation in Alain's memory, instructions are in today's show notes. We'll be back on the air properly in January, but in lieu of this year's prognostications episode, we're going to play an episode that hadn't run yet. A light one that's far away from the gravity of this holiday season, but captures a sliver of the lighthearted imagination, whimsy, and curiosity that drew us all together. Peace, take care, and enjoy. This is Critical Nonsense, our high lowbrow show about culture, science, and tech. This week, Aaron asks us about inventing new sports. I hope you never lose your sense of wonder. Get your fill to eat, but always keep that hunger. This is what a joey sounds like. Ooh, that's moving. This is what an Aaron sounds like. From Leanne Womack to to the Scatman John. Uh, Yes. Uh, This is what an executive producer and skiddly bop bop B, Jess Vander, sounds like. Hi, this is Jess. Okay, I'm not gonna do the whole thing, but it is it's just a very catchy song. I remember I remember being on a Pop Warner football field when that song came out and was playing on MTV mm. and just having it stuck in my head and just singing I'm the Scatman over and over and over again. I'm convinced that Scatman John is the troubadour of Echolalia. Like that's what that song is designed for, is to stimulate it in those in whom it might be latent. Yes. I think that's it. Yes. And if you are a technologically enabled parrot like me, then mm. <laughs> who mm. is afflicted with echolalia, uh, mm. then it, it, is, it is a trap. It is a dangerous, dangerous trap. I am desperate to write a short story about Joey the Cyber Parrot. Like yeah. this, there is a, there's something <laughs> really good there. Yes. Um, Maybe I'll do that this weekend, right? There's something yeah. there. I realize my daughter has this problem also. She's oh, she's no. also you afflicted bequeathed. with my echolalia. And uh Which is a great word, we'll by the way. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Relevant for developmental psychology and teaching young children to speak, as well as adults who somehow never break the cycle. But my daughter has been scream singing shares, Do You Believe in Love? Or uh, wow, believe I believe is the name of the track. You are uh, correct, but to to herself as she goes to bed every night, it's just like far off in the room. It's like, do you believe? I'm just like, I'm just like, oh my god, it's still going. <laughs> the idea of just a complete silent house and then a baby share, just scre- <laughs> like that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I have videos. I'll I'll send you it through the door, just recording, so you can hear her just 
her voice is like getting hoarse because she's been doing it for like 10 minutes. And it's <laughs> I think, you know, the, the listeners don't know that Joey and I earlier before this call had a quick uh, run down the Leanne Womack path, which apparently, uh, I hope you dance, has started to make a comeback because of Love is Blind. Um, but to me, that song, I hope you dance, is probably my believe. I think that was one that I probably because like you sing it and you feel very moved. Like it's a really Never moving line. Sense of wonder. Uh, just, I can't it's do just that. right. She, and it's uh she was she was both Leanne Rhymes and Shania Twain before the two of them, which is amazing. That's pretty good. And, and and Amy Grant before Amy Grant was Amy Grant. I'm just saying. I was saying. gonna say and Deanne Womack just to like put like the you did the Leanne rhymes, but this she's nothing True. like Deanne Womack. So no, no, that's fair. That's fair. So this has been a fun preamble. I think yeah. we can assume. Uh, okay, windows tidy, bed made, house clean. Rate, review, subscribe, etc. Um, my friends, I do. I have a question, a query, a thought, a question. I think it might be. Well, we'll see. Oh, yes. We'll see. Um, I have been uh, reading a, uh, a, a book of sci-fi short stories uh, that comes from the Future Tense Project out of ASU. And it's really, really good. It's short. I think one of the right, like the uh, the story, Mister Tuesday, which was a sci fi story, uh, was printed within them. Uh, but uh, what is you know, the name I'll, of the I'll book? The, the name of the book is the Future Tense, Future Tense Fiction. That's the mm-hmm. name of the book. Um, and the group out of ASU, I believe, is the Future Tense Project. Mm. Um. So there's a there's a short story in there uh, that's called When We Were Patched, and I'm not going to get into any details about the story necessarily, Um, but it takes place around a fictional futuristic sport and uh, called Fogo Tennis. And I'm sitting there reading this and I'm having, you know, sci fi flashbacks to Battlestar Galactica where they had the game Pyramid that got played throughout the whole series. And sci-fi does this a lot. I think there's a made-up sport in, um, uh, whatchamacallit, did I say Mr. Tuesday? Mm-hmm. I did say Mr. Tuesday. Mr. Thursday, my bad. Corrections Department real-time. <laughs> Live I'm corrections. Mentioning this. Live corrections. I do believe there's also a fake sport in um, Starship Troopers, perhaps. I could be wrong. Um, to be honest, all I remember is Casper Van Dien's butt, because that's what everybody <laughs> remembers from that movie to begin with. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, what struck me in this as I was uh, reading this is is really the thought of like how sports come to be, how sports become consecrated. And I just sort of sat and thought about how Major League Baseball and football, the way that we currently think about it, haven't really changed like these major American sports. And so my question for y'all is, when did we stop inventing sports? Other than pickleball? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, please, and, please proceed. And I, ooh. And I, ooh. <laughs> Jasmine Masters always. Well, okay, so that it's like almost unfair to immediately go to the, wait, but what about the new sports? And then I also think of like the 
uh, magicless attempt at Quidditch, which is like way less compelling, but you're like running around, <laughs> like running around with a broom mm. between your legs. Uh, does pro, this happen? The pro, the pro Quidditch players are very upset right now. They're like, mm. what? Mm. But I think maybe inherent to your question is like at the, at the scale and like belovedness and sort of like as the sports that are the ones we, we collectively play the you know the the u.s sport canon is well ingrained i feel like mm. and also I'll, I'll i'll share at least that like i asked this question to be a little bit provocative because i even have like to me it opens up the question first of all like who is this we like what we are we talking about are we talking about humans creating the second operative thing is inventing. I feel like so many sports are not invented. They're borrowed from other cult, like from cultures around the globe and then repackaged as something different. Or like th there's, there's a formalization perhaps that's more true or more often true than necessarily invention, depending on that. But that goes to the third operative word, which is like sports. Like at what point does something cross the threshold from being just general play? to a slightly more structured game to then being considered a sport. And like, even then do you have to be like a league? Like, do you need money to be considered a sport? Yeah. I, don't know. I, I mean, I think th there's a couple things as like soul sport dude. Oh, you are the sports on, ball. Yes. Mm -hmm. On, on this, uh, conversation sports, are, have changed quite a bit just as like a pushback on that part like the rules are have like mm -hmm. different leagues are more and less progressive than in different sports are more and less progressive in in the evolution like soccer is is relatively less progressive but like football and even basketball to a degree are are pushing and baseball is breaking that progressive like the pitch clock is like had quite a significant impact on gameplay and viewership. So like putting that aside, I still broadly. Well, well and, but, and uh, football did invent the XFL at some point. So I want to further yeah. corroborate <laughs> yeah. your point. Please continue. Please continue. But, but it's funny because there have been some, like Jess brought up pickleball, which I think is like interesting is like widely, you know, derided or aggressively loved like quite a polarizing sport which i think is some of the uphill climb probably of like many of these sports that like achieved some amount of notoriety and even like if we're thinking about these sports they're like relatively new inventions but there is probably a calcification that happens as a product of the business side of these games having some inherent interest in continuing to like make money off of the product right like when it goes from like a sport is a game that can evolve like dynamically within cultures and you'll have different variants in different cultures and whatever versus like a business there there's an interest not to evolve them right yeah or mm, pass it yeah. between generations like being a michigan wolverine mm. was drilled into me when i when I came into this world, it was like, and mm -hmm. even if you know very little about sports, like you will be, you, you will care about this. But then, it, I mean, there was, 
There's a sport that was kind of interesting, and I think it might have been called speedball or something like that. Mm. That mm. I, I believe was invented by someone from from the University of Michigan, maybe. But there was like a pro league that was like around 2010. Yeah, trying to get started in Ohio. Aaron, Jess, that's what we do. Cross cross pollination on speedball. Here you um, go. But mm-hmm. it was like. Uh, there was like soccer goals and you could kick or throw something and there were like multiple goals in yeah. like a rounded court and like was wild and people were kind of into it and had like flash in the pan. Um, but there's also things like drone racing, um, esports, like those types of things that are non-physical sports that have sort of started to emerge and have some level of like international notoriety. But I think the the thing, like, Aaron, that question of, like, what's what's the new one is I have, like, a sort of, like, romantic notion of the, the same idea, I think, of just, like, some future sport that is, like, completely unrecognizable that you, like, you travel in time and show up and you're like, what is this game? Murder ball, like, whatever. Well, because, right, because sports are like sports are entertainment they are a cultural pastime as much as they are like a like a game because right like to make it a true mm. one like to make it one of the canon sports you have to have everyone be like yes we agree that this is something that is compelling to us in this time and maybe that's why i i kind of feel similarly of like how will we change to a point where a new sport will be newly compelling like when football emerged like i I don't know. I'm sure it was like some podcast that I listened to about like the history of how football came to be. And like, um, Radio Lab has a, yeah, I think that was the one we might've even mentioned it on the show before. Um, and I, I was thinking back actually. Um, so, uh, in, if, if, um, any listeners have ever been to, uh, to see the site of Chichen Itza in the Yucatan, um, there is, there are ruins of what is so clearly like a ball field for what we, the the name of this game is like, I think it's just like Maya ball game. (laughs) It's like Mm -hmm. something like that, Mm -hmm. but they have, I'll, I'll I'll look it up while you're going. I, I'm really, I, I think that is what it is. And, but what's so interesting is like, by the way, like the, the field is oriented and where you could tell like the, wealthy sort of powerful people would like sit in the what is effectively like the box seats and watch Mm. uh and watch folks play through what are clearly like hoops the ball must the the ball must have been made they think of like some kind of rubber material in order to get to that height because it like it had to bounce to get up there um and it's so interesting to be like so the dynamics of why people love to watch this game were like deeply intertwined with like the societal structures at the time and like what was fun and like the way the field is integral to like having viewers come come like see the game and like all of that is still relevant today like what what makes a game fun is just as much about what is going on in the time as it is you know how clever the conceit is i mean one of the things that I find interesting about that amongst many in what you just said is that you helped me differentiate the difference between play and sport is that you have to have spectators. It's almost like sport requires spectatorship, 
Whereas like play is just for the players to a certain degree only. As soon as you add spectators, then it becomes something that is so like that makes sense that all of a sudden you have these social and cultural like yep. elements that get drawn in. And it becomes like a role in society. And then the um, because I was I was having this conversation with Branch the other day and he was like, yeah, well, Calvin Ball in Calvin and Hobbes, they just make up new like rules every time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, is that a sport? What are the rules of it? And and but I think the other thing that this points to, which I think is interesting, what you were saying, Joey, is about like this, I guess the the scale of iteration that happens with a lot of sports might be the thing that helps us see it as new or different. Like football in the next American football in the next hundred years may bear very little resemblance to the football with leather helmets 100 years ago, or like 50 years, 60 years, 70 years ago here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and there are going to be a lot of reasons why those look so different, whereas like it's easy to pick up like high lie or pickleball or something like that that just has like an un- it, it, there is a um, an uncommon to a certain group role of spectator and like uh relationship to the game that gets developed i mean as a very random aside story two of them one is that i'm the only member of my family not to go to michigan so i also was steeped in all the wolverinedom and i am the black sheep for so many reasons <laughs> second thing is that as a child i remember going to tampa uh and driving through what apparently was the largest highlight stadium in the u.s and we went to a highlight game and I was like, I, they just have scoopy scoops and they are throwing this ball at each other hard. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I do like the danger. <laughs> like This is very, very fun to watch. Um, so, you know, I, I do think that like the notion of invention, I'm not going to, we're going to do that episode again because we've done that. But like the question of like, to what degree does something have to change for us to call it invented? And to what prox- like what proximity must it have from its origin for someone to Christopher Columbus it <laughs> inadvertently mm-hmm. is like dynamics to this in a major way, given its yeah. social component. There, there's I don't know how important this is or isn't, but like the spec it feels like sport broadly speaking tends to play a role within culture of like a release valve of mm. like war play like yeah. right like 100%. two sides coming competing yep. the observation is like a way to like have like this cathartic valve of like intense competition often physical although not mm-hmm. exclusively that there's a winner and a loser and that, that you know like we talk about it like it's a game of attrition or or things like that right like momentum is shift like we use a lot of the same language around sport that we do around war and and so there's there is like some fundamental aspect of many sports that is about the observation of like and it gets embedded in like the the cultures within those professional sports of like a warrior class competing mm-hmm. in non-deadly games that I think can't be overlooked, you know? What's so interesting about this is when you think about 
this idea, which is fascinating, coupled with the question of like, what is even invention when so many games have just been like a ball and people <laughs> or like some combination of those. <laughs> it's like, yeah. mm -hmm. it, it also pertains to the dialogue around like the things that don't theoretically like, you know, in air quotes, like qualify as a sport, like d discussion where people are like, chess isn't a sport, like video games can't a be game. a sport. Yeah. But what's interesting is like, as our modes of spectatorship have evolved, where like you can watch football from your couch, you can watch League of Legends mm. in a stadium. Like the the it's interesting to think about the like the war games being elevated and invent like inventing new types of of compelling sports where it doesn't have to be the foot soldier that you're watching. Like it's actually like is chess a game of is chess a sport of commanders? Like is uh, mm -hmm. like can you and is that the path to invention where we're like grappling with the idea that sport can be played by different different hierarchies in battle? I, I I mean I love this because I don't I actually wonder if it hasn't changed that much. Like this is actually a counter with your counter. Oh. Oh, oh. And the two things that I think about <laughs> the two oh, things oh. that I I want that on repeat. In just my house every once in a while. Just like I open the refrigerator door and ho ho, you know, cheese. Um, ho ho, like, fresh milk. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels right. Ho -ho. But um, it takes me to, I think the three things that it takes me to are the X Games, the Olympics, and as you said, esports. I think a lot of the conversation about esports is still one that has, so let me start with the Olympics, right? To your point, Joey, about like physical manifestation of a warrior class, like even the Olympics was totally just like, this is how organized and strong we are. And this is an outlet for us to battle without killing nationalism, in-group, out-group, like all of that. Yeah. Yes. So then you have that, which is like, I think like the er example of that in like uh, across many different sports, they're mostly physical um, and they're mostly, uh, even if they're individual, they're usually with the, um, there are plenty of exceptions, diving, gymnastics, there's some that aren't like literally head to head, but like that's, that's one bucket. Then you've got, I think the X games, which is interesting because it's like, you know, the groundswell of like things that just crossed the, crossed the line from play and hobby into something else, which coincides, I think, Jess, with a lot of what you're talking about when it comes to spectatorship, because the X Games would not exist without cable, like without spectators that could be monetized through ESPN. Sure, it would have existed, I'd imagine, but the organization of it and like it having some sort of sense of unity, I don't think would exist otherwise. And then lastly, though, is esports. Which, you know, there's a lot of dialogue that's been going on for years that it's just a cyber, uh, uh, um, cyber crimes. That's the word I'm looking for. That's not the word I'm looking for. But it's essentially for China and other countries, like a training ground to develop capabilities in cyber warfare, like mm. create trainings and schools so that people understand how to code and like have access to equipment. And like, so there's a dialogue that happens around there. Uh, that argues that that is one of the reasons why esports has risen, even though it's not a battle of physical war. In theory, it's an engine that is actually on the next battlefield or the current battlefield. Of, mm -hmm. I think of drone racing fits the same criteria, right? When mm. when drones entered into the actual sort of 
calculus of legitimate war games, like actual war games, then all of a sudden it it sort of garnered a level of legitimacy as a competitive sport, right? I mean, that goes back to like Ender's Game as a a sort going back to like this sci-fi dynamic Mm. of, of... and other books have been, I think, Armada by Ernest Klein was like a similar mm-hmm. uh, concept where you're you like put out a game and find the best players, and then just kidding, you've actually been training to kill the aliens. <laughs> you know, like you yeah. didn't know, but that's all this was. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ender's Game. Yeah. And yeah, true. And to that, I mean, this might. I might be pre- prematurely um um uh uh I can't think of a really terrible wrapping up pun. That's what I was trying to do and it just came out and stuttered us. So, we're just going to be candid and open about it and say I think we're in the wrap up corner. Maybe. ESPN the Ocho. Have you seen competitive oh. have you seen competitive uh, freeze tag or competitive tag? Oh, was, is that I was going to say the juggling is, is like where it, where it's um uh, uh what's it what's the word when you're allowed to hit people? Uh, battery contact <laughs> juggling. Assault? It's contact juggling. Oh, okay. What contact what? juggling is us were on the Ocho where everyone everyone has to be juggling and you can knock people's pins out of the air. And when you run out of pins, you're you're done. But it's like extreme. <laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> that, and also everyone's like Da-da-da-da-da. my jaw's on the floor I am ESPN sh- Ocho, that's amazing ESPN Ocho Aaron was a joke in the movie Dodgeball but then at some point oh. ESPN was like maybe we should just make the Ocho but like have you ever like been caught being like oh competitive cornhole is on TV and you're like I guess I'm watching competitive cornhole I don't know why I'm yes. so sucked into this it's it makes so much sense. It is the exact same impulse for when I watched an entire day of old, wild, and crazy kids on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it, it's just fe- like, why am I what that? Well, I did a cycle. I did that and then Double Dare, and I was just like, okay. Global Guts. Yes, I did a little bit of Global Guts in the same day. I was very depressed that day. <laughs> it was the a rough aggro time. crag, that radical oh. rock. Back to you with the leaderboard. Mo! Um and in first place with 500 points. Um purple. I think we- <laughs> I really liked the way she said purple. I really did. Moira Quirk. She was great. Uh I think I think we did it. I'm that I think we 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 went into the wrap up corner and we said no. And so we're now we're back in it and we're going to say yes. And I think that we have explored <laughs> Way. That um <laughs> no <laughs> way that sports uh sports are complicated sports are fun there's a lot of different ways that we can define what is a sport and ultimately perhaps uh we as humans may not need to only battle each other for dominance but can also just enjoy watching other people battle each other for dominance. I think I think I did a great job. <laughs> I think that did it. Blat. Yeah, bro, did it. Um, cool. Does Thanks. Blat Thank mean, you for coming. Does mm-hmm. Blat mean fuck in Russian? I just realized it may actually be a swear. <laughs> I have not studied my Russian in a very long time, so. <laughs> I can't tell you. 
I thought you were an expert on Cyrillic languages. This has gone off the rails. Critical Nonsense is a Sylvain production. Brought to you by... Arf! Arf! Who's that? It's Mini Pin the Min Pin, who comes around and resets all your bowling pins at your bowling pin alley. Get one right now. He's made of a... I... <laughs> Guys, you got to give me more time to think these things through. Who else we got to thank? As always, we'd like to thank executive producer and standard poodle Jess Vander. Um, we'd also like to thank sound engineer and he ain't nothing but a hound dog, Alex Contell. We'd like to thank our programming coordinator and French bulldog. Les Jacobs. Mm, mm, mm. Yep, yep, yep. Accurate. Um, I'd also said with so much respect and love. Uh, and I would also like to bear thanks uh, to Sarah Gilbert and 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 Nora Mestrich, who I would argue are uh, the Bichon Frise Sharpe because they fancy. It's just the names uh, for <laughs> they, their production help. So thanks. Mm. Mm-hmm. As always, thanks, Lynn. Special thanks. Socks. We got to thank socks. Nobody in the, no one heard our rambling between the end of what we were just talking about and our sock rant, but man, socks be the best when they good. So like, all right, socks. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> we talk about socks. You talking about socks. <laughs> you talking about socks? Socks. <laughs> smart, smart wool socks. They're, they're, they're very good. smart. Jess and, Jess and I agree. Weird. Smart wool socks. Natural performance material. They're Marino natural performance wool. materials. My goodness. I'm looking into this. I am. I'm going to replace my socks. Um, I I do. I do want to thank. It's not. These sound like very formal, but future tense. Fig, well, no. I'm going to thank the North Figueroa Bookstore because that's where I picked up the future tense fiction book, and I've read three books from them in the past month that were like recommended by the staff. It's my local. Uh, my local bookstore, and they were fantastic extremely good extremely good the uh, one of the other ones that i read that i highly recommend is um uh this is why they hate us which is a queer coming of age story set in today in east la i have read plenty i've watched and read plenty of things like it however nothing like it at the exact same time it is angsty it is teeny there's some like tanache in there like it's great Good There's read. some Maltese. Love it. There's some Bichon Frise. There. Yes! There, there's some Sharpe. Yes, thank you. Just had to get one more in there. <laughs> Sachet Sharpe. Um, uh, there needs to be a drag queen named that. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else to thank? Did I just thank everything? No way. Thanks sports. Thanks invented scenarios. Player of games. Good. Mm. Good book about invented sport slash game that rules a society i would recommend it fair i don't know by the way if i've ever thanked uh india terror and disillusionment no one got that joke nope. that, that was a linus morissette joke okay it's cool <laughs> it's all right it's fine. <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's cool it's really yes <laughs> been holding on to that one for years for this podcast silence yeah yeah okay we've done it i've ruined everyone's speakers indeed has commenced 
Uh, yes. We did it. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Okay, bye. Are you alive? Yeah, the champions, my friends. Alex, you're going to figure out where to cut that.